Hello and welcome to Your Best School Podcast. I'm your host, Nicolette Norrie. Um, I still feel weird saying that every time because, like, I know you already know who I am and what we're here to do. But, you know, in case there's, like, a new person, um, that is my name and this is the podcast you are listening to. I hope everyone's having a great start to the week, um, ready for the holidays or, you know, wrapping up a holiday. Um, I hope you're ready to talk about some spooky shit. That's, you know, what we're going to do here tonight. I know I am. So without further ado, we'll just go ahead and get started. So grab yourself a beverage, get comfy. Um, unless you're driving right now, you know, maybe no, no beverage for you. Uh, tonight, you know, usually I like to share what beer I'm enjoying. Um, I did work in the, the beer industry, uh, <laughs> by that I mean in a pub, um, for a long time. And I really do enjoy, uh, you know, craft beer and I'm sitting here with my face tattoo on my ghost podcast talking about how I enjoy craft beer. And you're like, of course you do, you fucking hipster. But anyways, I usually to share what beer I'm having. And I had gotten this really great little six pack from Shiner here in Texas. And it's like a winter collection. And there was a hot chocolate ale and a marshmallow or excuse me, a s'mores ale. And um, I drank <laughs> I drank them uh, a couple days ago. So um, go check those out. They're good. So tonight I'm just having some wine which I know that, you know, a lot of y'all enjoy wine as well. Uh, It's not necessarily my first choice, but you know, you work with what you've got. I would rather drink rubbing alcohol before I hop on here rather than record with nothing because, you know, my anxiety. So uh, thank you, Pinot Grigio from the corner store by the house. Um, We've had a pretty low-key start to the week. Uh, Nothing super exciting going on. I'm, as usual, super behind on any of the holiday-related shit, but that's just, you know, that's how I like to how I like to get down. Uh, got some reading done. Been doing a little bit of reading lately. Uh, wrapped up a little bit of the shopping. Uh, added some updates to the website, so that's exciting. Definitely uh, check that out if you haven't checked out the merch shop for your best school. I'd love it if you did. Um, I've I've dabbled in handmaking. I'm not a person that's passionate about handmaking, but I do like doing the digital designs and, you know, putting snarky sayings on t-shirts. So anything that you get from there, it's going to go toward making this podcast better, improving the quality of it. Um, and you can check that out, you know, through my Instagram link, or you can check that out through um, ghoulsbestfriend.com. Um, you'll be able to find that it's a, a Teespring site. It's pretty cool. You pick, you know, what size you want, what color you want, and then it drops you know, whatever graphic or saying on to it. So it's fun and customizable. There's something for everybody, cryptid lovers, true crime, ghosts, um, you name it. I think that they're, I think I covered all my bases as far as uh, t-shirt genres. Um, I'm also in the process of lining up some interviews for the show. So you don't have to just listen to me, you know, flap my gums all the time. I've got some really, really great storytellers that have generously offered to come on and shoot the shit with me and share their experiences I'm really excited to introduce them to you because I honestly figured like zero people would be willing to talk to me about this stuff. Um, But it turns out you all are, you know, a lot weirder than I gave you credit for. And that's just a really happy thing for me. Um, Hey, not sure if you checked it out yet, but before I forget, the other week I did have the pleasure of joining Jeremiah Byron on the Bigfoot Society podcast. And we had a really great time. It was a real treat for me. Uh, That was actually my first time being on uh, someone else's podcast 
he had reached out to me after um, my first episode because he's a very, very charitable, kind person and was like, you know, would you, would you want to come on? I'd love to help you, you know, meet the cryptid community. And I jumped at the chance. He really puts on a terrific show and he also uploads his podcast to YouTube. Um, so if you check out the Bigfoot Society's YouTube page, you can actually see um, video of me not knowing what to do with my hands the entire time. Uh, we talked about Bigfoot obviously. Um, we talked about some haunting stories, you know, swapped some stories there. Um, I really love the cryptid community and the creature community so much. So I'd really, really love it if you, you know, went and checked him out on Bigfoot Society on Instagram, check out his podcast and check out his YouTube channel. And Jeremiah, thank you again. I really, really had a great time and I hope that we can uh, join forces again soon. Um, let's see. So there's a lot of stuff that I hope, you know, that you enjoy tonight. Um, it's, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna hop right into it. Not everything necessarily goes together. I just was having a really hard time, you know, cutting out interesting things this evening. So you're just gonna have to, you know, roll with me. Um, stuff I've been watching. I like to hear what you guys have been watching. I, you know, just kind of mentioned that in my first episode because, you know, frankly, I'd seen a show I liked and I was really pleasantly surprised that, you know, we've been watching some of the shame shows and we've, you know, been able to talk a little bit in the DMs about, you know, what y'all think. Um, so lately, and I've been living under a rock, right? Like about the two kids, I, you know, I, I'm not really hipping with it all the time, but apparently forever, like all of these big cable channels have uploaded tons of their older series, both to YouTube and to the streaming services. So I'm just, you know, flipping around trying to find something to watch and I stumble across History Channel and there's this show they used to have on when I was in like middle school or maybe high school and it was called Monster Quest. So, you know, like it sounds like it covers Sasquatch, Chupacabra, werewolves, giant birds, you know, all that shit. So, I mean, literally any creature you can conceive of, there's probably a History Channel Monster Quest episode of it. So, you know, I remember when I was younger, I would watch the shit out of this show. I mean, I would just binge it because what they would do is they would show it, you know, they'd show the newest episode in the early evening and then later at night, like nine, ten o'clock on, they'd, you know, let it run through all the reruns of the show and I would just sit there and scare the daylights out of myself watching it alone and the house that I lived in was surrounded on all sides by woods on one side tall grass on the other side a cornfield and this like super super old barn and then a literal swamp so if any one of those monsters appeared you know banging on the fucking window I'm screwed in any direction because you know more than likely I'm just going to run right into another monster in you know the swamp or the grass or the you know the barn um so, you know, making my way through the, the monster quest on History Channel. Um, I still haven't started Bly Manor. Haven't gotten to it yet. But a few of y'all did message me on Instagram and said, you know, it's not that scary. It's not as scary as Hill House. So I'm going to get, you know, get to watching that. And then we can, you know, we can chat about good old Bly Manor next time. But what we have been watching is this really, really excellent HBO documentary. Um, we've been sitting down, you know, put the kids to bed. I, you know roll off of the bed and then army crawl out of the room and you know that's when we get a chance to watch our shows together like a little old couple and joe said i found this one on hbo about the heaven's gate cult do you remember that one yes of course i do so the documentary is actually called heaven's gate the cult of cults um and this is probably like the first cult that i remember like as a kid like becoming aware of like the concept of a cult I, you know, this is the first one that I remember and it's a really terrific documentary. It's got a lot of interviews, um, you know, with family, you know, the victims and the members and ex-members and uh, some of them, believe it or not, like feel like they missed the boat 
um, you know, exiting Earth with, you know, the rest of the cult. Um, and if you need a refresher, this was the the sci-fi s group that you know committed suicide together, and the images of it were super widely publicized. Um, if you look up Heaven's Gate, like you know, trigger warning, the first thing you're going to see is you know pictures of the people. They rented out this mansion. They would go and they would use one of the members' trust funds. Um, you know, ask Colt to do. They got to get money from somewhere, and usually it's the members. And they would rent out these mansions, and they would stay in them. Then they'd move along because they were getting kind of paranoid about you know the government. And in these pictures that that circulated after the mass suicide, it's these people all in these matching like black track suits with these identical Nikes and these weird shrouds over them. And um, basically, like I was talking to Joe about it, Joe's really into shoes, like he's like kind of a, you know, a shoe guy. And he had said that, you know, Nike had to like discontinue the line, you know, immediately. Um, I realized I probably should have said spoiler alert, but like this did, you know, this did happen in the 90s. So, you know, anyways, it's just always really interesting to me. And I guess because of the amount of highly educated individuals that were members of Heaven's Gate cult, like, I think that we get this, you know, this hubris of, well, I would never get sucked into a predatory group. I would never get sucked into, you know, uh, a, a weird church group or, you know, a scam. I'm too, I am too smart for that. And, you know, the thing is, though, if, if scientists and like more than a few like 90s you know, software engineers and, and, you know, computer experts could get sucked into this cult, then, you know, you and I are, are probably screwed. But, um, you know, I don't want to give too much of it away. It's really, really fascinating. It's a, it's very well done documentary, which, you know, HBO has been cranking them out lately and they've been excellent, but yeah, it's on HBO. So, you know, give it a watch. And if you've been watching it, I'd love it if you, you know, shot me a message and, you know, let me know your thoughts of it. Uh, also, speaking of cults, I'm really itching to watch this latest, uh, Nexium documentary. It's called Seduced. So Nexium, in case you know you're not familiar, is it's like for the lack of better words, it's like a multi-level marketing-esque human trafficking personal development cult. Um it's and I'm not I'm not kidding. Like the leader, uh Keith Raniere, literally at one point founded his own multi-level uh marketing company that, you know, ended up, you know, either getting bankrupt or getting shut down by the, the FTC or the SEC, I forget which, but um, you know, there's a lot of reports and, and, you know, court information that gets put out in documentaries and, you know, news, you know, bits on the subject. But uh, Nexium, at least it had started as or, you know, under the guise of a corporate personal development company, like the kind where you know, your company hires them and they come in and your boss makes you do like trust falls with that bitch from accounting. And, you know, they call, you know, team building and you, you know, want to die the whole time. But, you know, the Nexium company, you know, clearly had way more nefarious stuff going on beneath the surface than just, you know, personal development for, for businesses. So in the latest docu-series, um, it, it seduced is mainly talking to, uh, India Oxenberg and her, she was involved in Nexium for years and was, you know, really, really, you know, inundated with like, you know, or excuse me, connected with the top, the top people, um, you know, Keith Raniere and them. And her mom actually is, uh, from Dynasty, the actress, uh, Catherine Oxenberg and her, her mom and grandma were trying really, really hard in the first Nexium documentary to, you know, get her out of the cult. And that first documentary was called The Oath. Um, and, you know, they'd send her messages and they were sure that the replies coming back weren't from their daughter. And she's this beautiful, young, like, you know, worldly little blonde co-ed. And uh, it, it was just, you know, really heartbreaking, you know, as a mom thinking about like, you know, what would I do if my kid got caught up in some, you know, shit like this? But 
Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check out The Oath and, you know, Seduced, if you haven't already. I gotta, I gotta get caught up on that one. But I'm hearing from people that watch Seduced that The Oath, uh, which was produced by people that left Nexium that were members, that maybe it left out some uh, important details, uh, particularly about who was involved and uh, how involved, to what degree. So I'm, I'm curious to see what that drama is. But if you've seen Seduced or you've seen The Oath and you want to let me know what you thought of it, shoot me a DM. I love, uh, you know, talking about that stuff with y'all. Moving on. So this week in You've Gotta Be Fucking Shitting Me News, uh, you may or may not have heard that a former Israeli space security chief, um, how do I get that job? I want that job. Uh, has come out and said that extraterrestrials do in fact exist. Um, so, you know, coming from NBC, the former head of Israel's, excuse me, Israel's Defense Ministry's Space Directorate, um, Haima Shed, claims that not only are UFOs real, but that the aliens apparently are just as interested in us as we are in them. Um, what that tells me is their surveillance must have cut out during the part of 2020 where suburban earthlings were clawing each other's fucking eyes out like badgers over toilet paper at Target or like every Black Friday since the dawn of time. So um, Mr. Ashed, uh, he is, according to what I'm reading here, a very respected professor, a retired general. You know, by all accounts, he's a really, you know, credible guy with a great reputation. And he's even been featured in a book that came out in uh, November entitled The Universe Beyond the Horizon. So what's he saying? So Dr. Shedd is claiming that not only is there an agreement between the aliens and the U.S. government, because of course there is, um, but that our, <laughs> that our current sitting president knows all about it and he almost spilled the beans, but he didn't because he was asked not to talk about it. So that's the only portion of this story out of all of it that I'm dubious about because I just... <laughs> I don't see POTUS keeping that to himself. Uh, you know, discretion's not really his fucking style. So um, here's the best part of this whole article. The White House and the Pentagon, quote, declined to comment. Now, since the fuck when have we known this administration to decline to comment on anything? Like, I read that and I just fucking chortled. So, you know, for me, their silence on this topic speaks yeah, absolute volumes about its uh, validity. So that's, that's enough of that. But we'll go ahead and, you know, get to the topic at hand tonight. So, you know, before we start, I just I want to go ahead and I want to cite my sources for my research for the podcast. So a special thank you to Rick Hinton and the Southside Times, uh, sleepfoundation.org, NBC News, Sinister Coffee Creamery's blog, and good old Wikipedia. So, what is tonight's topic, you ask? Tonight's topic is a phenomenon known in the paranormal world as shadow people. Maybe you've heard of this one, um, maybe not, but let me ask you this. So have you ever been like sitting at home alone or, you know, maybe you're at someone else's house or closing, you know, your work at night by yourself and you see something out of the corner of your eye, like maybe a dark shape or a figure or a person um, that, or you've had a dream that was like maybe a little too real and you saw the shadowy figure and couldn't move. Um, me, yeah, me too. And that's a common one. So, you know, could be our eyes playing tricks on us. Gotta say that our brains do have a tendency to identify human features and random objects like clouds and tree bark and, you know, fucking burnt toast. And, you know, a lot of people that are experts on this, you know, think that's probably what's going on. But other people believe that these images, you know, that always seem to be gone, like right as you turn your head, are none other than a phenomenon known as the shadow people. So it's believed 
that this term became popular in the early 2000s. And uh, there was an author named Heidi Hollis, and she published a book on the topic entitled The Secret War. So this book resulted in Heidi becoming uh, something of a staple on this show called Coast to Coast. And I'm aging myself here. <laughs> um, if you're old enough to remember Coast to Coast, what up? But if you're not old enough, it was a, a late night radio show. Um, and they would talk about all kinds of stuff, but, you know, a good amount of, you know, spooky shit. So the calls listeners or excuse me, the show's listeners could write in and call in and even send in, you know, drawings of things that they encountered, um, like the shadow people. So uh, Heidi, Heidi Hollis, uh, no relation to Girl Wash Your Face, Rachel Hollis, I assume that would be hilarious. But Heidi believes that these figures are, uh, quote, alien beings and they're not nice ones. So um, this claim was backed up by, you know, more than a few of the witnesses who reported the shadow people coming into physical contact with them, um, choking them, jumping on their chest while they slept. Uh, good news, though. According to Heidi, the alien beings could be repelled by invoking the name of Jesus. And all I can picture now is Jesus bursting into some terrified person's room and like rocking E.T. shit. Uh <laughs> Uh, another popular guest on Coast to Coast uh, was a Native American elder named Thunder Strikes, and I am certain he has a PhD in being a badass. Mr. Strikes and others like him emphasize that these stories, uh, the shadow people, go like way back. This isn't a new phenomenon. It goes way back to ancient times. And, you know, I did a little digging around on that, and, you know, it's, it is it is true there was kind of a consensus there that these legends are prevalent in a lot of cultures across um, you know, different different countries, different times. And uh, even the Quran makes mention of uh, pitch black sapient beings. Uh, sapient means humanoid. And yeah, I had to look that up too. So I was able to find a lot of articles and forums um, where shadow people are extraterrestrials, where people believe that these are aliens or they're from another dimension. And apparently it's not super uncommon for people who witnessed the shadow people to also claim to have seen UFOs and even been abducted. Um, so that's, that's one theory. Uh, I know that more than a few of you right now are like, if I can hang on a minute, but Nicolette, what if they're just dreaming, man? What if you're just like, you know, spacing out and imagining it? And like, yeah, it's a fair question. So that brings us to the topic of something called sleep paralysis, which already sounds like the worst fucking thing ever. Uh, the Sleep Foundation website, sleepfoundation.org, if you're interested, uh, describes sleep paralysis as a, quote, temporary inability to move that occurs right after falling asleep or waking up. Um, the individuals remain aware during these episodes, which frequently involve troubling hallucinations and a sensation of suffocation. And if you've had one, you'll know exactly what they're talking about. So, these not-so-fun experiences can begin happening anywhere from age 7 to 25. So just because you haven't had one yet, younger listener, does not necessarily mean you never will. That's terrific news. Um, but wait, it gets better. So while the average sleep episode of sleep paralysis is known to last 6 to 7 minutes, episodes can last up to 20 horrifying fucking minutes each. So what happens during sleep paralysis? Well, 75% of sleep paralysis episodes do include hallucinations. Um, and there's there's several types of these hallucinations, right? So the first type is known as a I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up. The first type is known a as a vestibular motor or a VM hallucination. And we're just gonna go with calling it VM because I'm gonna, you know, mess up the word vestibular more times. So uh, a VM hallucination, it can include feelings of movement such as flying or out-of-body uh, sensations. 
The second type of hallucination are known as chest press pressure hallucinations, um, also called an incubus hallucination. Uh, I don't think that's where like their cute lead singer like stands on your chest and jumps up and down. That could be fun. Um, these kind incite a feeling of suffocation, these, these incubus and chest pressure hallucinations. Um, I've only had one instance of what I'm pretty sure was sleep paralysis before. And when I experienced it, it was like I couldn't breathe or like, you know, I woke up or I felt I felt like I woke up anyways. You're never really sure. But I felt like I was being strangled. And then after a few minutes, I actually woke up and it had stopped. And now remember, I grew up in the church. So my immediate thought at the time was I had myself a demon from all that, you know, Harry Potter I'd been, you know, reading. So the third type of sleep paralysis hallucination is known as an intruder hallucination, which involve, you guessed it, the perception of a dangerous person or presence in the room, like a shadowy figure. Uh, ever since I saw that movie, The Strangers, and shit, even since The Purge, I've been downright terrified of home invasion. So like a ghostly home invasion, fuck that. Um, fun fact, the shadow people, according to the Southside Times, are most commonly reported ghost sighting, you know, along with, you know, orbs and, and you know, little flashes of light. But According to Jason, I'm so sorry, Jason, Jason Ofoot, author of Darkness Walks, The Shadow People Among Us, quote, many shadow people encounters do seem to mirror ghost encounters and are the most common type of shadow person encounter, a blacker than night, human-shaped shadow that people see walking through their bedroom, hallway, living room, etc. So if you hop online, you search shadow people, you're not going to find any shortage of, you know, Reddit forums. Facebook groups, other forum threads where people can, you know, swap stories of their run-ins with these things. Uh, YouTube also has some, you know, downright freaky shadow people videos. Uh, I, you know, some of them, I watched a couple and some of them were like, you know, fucking stupid, but some of them I was creeped out enough that I was like, okay, we're going to go like, you know, watch the office for a little bit. Like I'm done for, but a little bit of that, but um, slightly more compelling, equally creepy are the caught on tape, like CCTV camera photo picture videos that you can find online, um, depicting these things. So black shapes, um, you know, floating black matter, black orbs, you know, the, to where it's like a little bit in the corner or it's like taking up half the damn photo. Uh, so it seems that the shadows while referred to as people, um, can come in a bunch of different shapes and sizes. So, They've been spotted in homes, hotels, historic landmarks, government buildings. Uh, basically, you're not you're not fucking safe anywhere. Now, I'm gonna have to see if I can get her on the show. But several years ago, and I mean several years ago, uh, an acquaintance of mine had told me about some like weird activity happening in her home. So you know, she'd be watching TV and she would feel like something was watching her, but like she would turn around and then of course there's nothing there, right? There's never, there's never anything there. But then one day, <laughs> I have chills. One day she turns around and there's a fucking shadowy, like human shaped figure. And I think it was her kitchen because she could see her kitchen, you know, from, from the living room. And she turned around and she said it didn't move and it didn't go away. Like when she blinked that she looked at it for a minute and then it like slowly like dematerialized in front of her. And she said she ended up seeing it on more than one occasion and didn't move out. So um, I guess she didn't feel like it was going to harm her. But I'm going to see if I can't get her to come, you know, tell the story again. Uh, one version of a shadow person that's really becoming popular online uh, and on YouTube is known as the Hat Man. And it's definitely worth checking out if you're interested in scaring the piss out of yourself tonight. So uh, Quartz Channel on YouTube did a series on this Hat Man phenomena. And 
Um, the reenactments were so creepy right out of the gate, like right immediately. I, I had very low expectations um, because it just, the it sounded kind of cheesy to me. And then all these different people started talking and then, then they hit you like out of the gate, you know, with a creepy reenactment. And I was like, donezo. Um, I don't want to give the videos away, but you know, basically these reports have come in from different countries and different cultures. And the witnesses are all reporting, seeing the same dark looming shadow figure in this like really distinctive hat. Excuse me. So the hat man's described as being roughly six feet tall. Um, and in a fedora or wide brimmed hat and a trench coat. And while most people have said his face was like dark, like they, they couldn't see it because it was, you know, completely obstructed by the hat or it was just dark. A few people reported that the hat man was sporting uh, glowing red eyes. Um, like we talked about earlier, uh, people believe same, same, same as the, you know, regular shadow people, they believe that he's either uh, a curious alien um, or an interdimensional being or a product of sleep paralysis or a ghostly or demonic entity. But uh, the encounters occur, you know, not only at night or preceding or following a traumatic event, like, you know, the Mothman, you know, before or after something traumatic happens, but also get this in the middle of the fucking day. So that's terrific. Um, you know, so what, what do we make of these shadow people? You know, we have one camp that thinks they're aliens or interdimensional beings, and we have another that thinks that, you know, this can all be explained by, you know, a sleep disturbance or a bad dream, and, you know, another camp that believes this is 100% ghost related. So, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm inclined to think that it's, you know, probably a combination of the three. Um, I don't think that we're alone in the universe um, or in this reality. You know, I think that, you know, energy after it, you know, just based on my experiences, uh, I think that, you know, energy, you know, once, once it leaves a human form goes somewhere and, you know, I've seen some weird stuff in the sky on one occasion. So yeah, like I ghosts, aliens, sleep disorder. Um, I'm, I'm open to the debate. Uh, you know, so what do you think? Have you ever seen a shadow person? I would love to hear your thoughts. If you got a story, you know, please send me a DM, but, um, but yeah, that's all I've got for tonight. Um, I really appreciate you joining me while we talked about some, uh, shadow people. Um, Thank you again just for you know supporting me so much so far. Uh, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to Your Best School uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd love it if you followed me on Instagram at Your Best School or my you know my regular Instagram is at Nicolette Nori. Um, also, a reminder to check out the apparel and the accessories in the Your Best School podcast shop, which is linked in my bios everywhere and on my Facebook page. And if you want to share a scary story or a sighting, or a weird urban legend, or a crime that happened in your town, um, or that you were adjacent to, um, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to be able to share it on the show. So if you just have a great idea for an episode, I'd love to hear that too. Please shoot me a DM, or go to www.ghoulsbestfriend.com and uh, submit your stuff. But yeah, have an amazing night, be safe out there, and keep it creepy.